Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Ward, and thank you, my dear listener, for joining us again for another exciting edition of The Coaching Show. We are getting ourselves uh, situated here in studio today. I've got two extraordinary powerhouses with me, gentlemen who uh, make a huge difference in the lives of the people they talk to. One of them is Alex Terranova. Alex is a dream mason, a performance and mindfulness coach. He's host of the Dream Nation. Dream Mason, I'm going to work on English, uh, podcast. He's also our frequent in-studio co-host because uh, you live right down the street or something. I that. do, like I'm walking distance almost. I don't walk, though. That would be weird. <laughs> it's Southern California. Plus, your girlfriend has an amazing uh, uh, uh <laughs> Alex has been featured on lots of places, uh, Focus TV's Good Morning La La Land, NBC Radio, The Rising Man Podcast, among others. He's. Uh, you can find out everything you want to know and more about Alex by going to the dreammason.com that's the dreammason.com uh you've also got youtubes out there right it's very popular right here i do i'm not so good at the youtube i'm like still figuring that out that's a whole nother you know trying to figure out instagram is one thing trying to figure out coaching is one thing uh youtube is a whole nother game that i am not but there are youtubes there's some episodes of the podcast probably 10 or so and some pretty good ones now let me ask you this well i know you listen to podcasts yeah but do you watch other people's podcasts the you only reason I watch people's podcasts is when they put like clips of them on social media. So I'll watch a clip and go, oh, this looks interesting. Or when Elon Musk is smoking a marijuana <laughs> cigarette. Yeah, right. I'm like, I need to understand more what was happening there. <laughs> but no, I, I don't really get the like sitting and watching a podcast. Like, you know, we're all sitting here with our heads angled at microphones yeah. kind of looking. I don't know why someone would want to watch this, but people do. Yes, we're not judging you. Our yeah. but look, people watcher. are people. I just heard that there's a new movie out called Zombie Tidal Wave. People watch that, so why wouldn't they watch this? And the final Shark Sharknado movie came out, so I don't know. I'm worried about Tara Reid now. <laughs> uh, the other in studio, it's a it's a giant powerhouse young male uh, uh, meeting here today, except for me at uh, at our studio. The the other gentleman with us today is Peter Scott IV. Now, I know if you want to know about Peter Scott II, we don't have that kind of time. Peter Scott IV is uh, author of The Fearless Mindset. He's also infamous around here because we've tried to have him on several times, and it seems like every time we've tried to schedule you, Peter, we've had some major like catastrophe in the studio or something. Uh, he's the founder of The Fearless Coach Academy and author, as I said, of The Fearless Mindset. You help Coaches and consultants build. I, I have to. I have to put a cautionary tone in here. Yes. Every day, every single day, I get um, besieged by emails from people who promise to help me build a six-figure coaching income. Right. And so I got to say, when I first heard about you, I was like, "He's another one," and I threw you in the bin with everybody else. Yep. But uh, through people that I've actually known who have worked with you, who have known people that have worked with you, who have seen it, and through some of our uh, mutual contacts, we can talk about them later maybe, you know, after we turn off the mic. Totally. Um, <laughs> you actually are effective in helping coaches and consultants build businesses without selling to their friends and family, not the Amway path. Uh, and you have a, a very clear mission that drives you. Will you share that with us? Yeah, Christopher and Alex, thank you guys for having me. Um, I am so driven by my mission to help transform humanity's experience with fear because I believe that the one thing that slows us down or stops us from achieving our goals is fear. Um, and it comes in a lot of different ways. We think that it's, you know, maybe not having the right information or uh, a variety of other things, but that's the root cause that I found. And as important and valuable strategies are for growing a coaching business, uh, there's the whole psychology and the mindset of it. So many coaches, when we start, are frozen by that imposter syndrome, are frozen by that fear of rejection or judgment yeah. or failure. And I had lived my entire life consumed by those fears. So I became a student. I, you know, started hiring mentors, attending courses, uh, and working through this myself. And through the journey of growing my business, some coaches became curious and they wanted to know how, and I just got really passionate about helping them. You know, I, I've got to admit a personal bias here, and we can talk about our mutual friend or not, but um, <laughs> I 
became a coach because of I was already successful in another career. I'm I'm older than you gentlemen, and uh, I came to coaching as a legit convert. Do you know what I mean? I tried a bunch of things. I tried the Tony Robbins stuff. I tried the Landmark stuff. I tried therapy. I tried, 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 tried. And then I found coaching, and it was the first thing that worked. So I was an instant convert for myself. And after a few years, I looked at my coach and said, I think I'd rather have your job than my job. And be clear, I was wearing Armani, and he was not. But (laughs) but, um, so I, I... feel like a purist around coaching and that and that coaching for the benefit of mankind as you beautifully said is a good reason to coach and i look down upon and judge harshly people that are in coaching just for the benjamins just to try to make the money yes uh what do you how do you you sort of seem like you're the bridge between the two camps I think the way I became that bridge, thank thank you, Christopher, I appreciate that, was I was very blessed because I actually didn't start in personal development by launching my coaching business. I started by working as a coach and a salesperson for a company in Chicago called Lifebook. I don't know if any of you have heard of it. I don't, but I, ended up, I don't know. It sounds like it came before Facebook. Yeah, a little bit before <laughs> Facebook. Um, but I, uh, I used to be an investment banker and I used to be in a career where I was making great money, but I was miserable. I was doing yeah, it at the cost. Too. Oh, really? Okay. No, not investment banking, but, but I got you. Yeah, similar. I was working 80, 90 hours a week and it was you know at the cost of my health and my relationships. And I ended up going through this program that you know, it was my first experience of personal growth, you know, and I think we all remember whether it's Tony Robbins or Landmark or whatever it is that we started with or Lifebook, right? That was where I started. And I remember going up at the end of the seminar and saying, I don't know what you need, but I will do anything to help share this mission with the world, right? I drank the Kool-Aid and um, they first said no, because I had no experience and I didn't take no for an answer and just kept being relentless and knocking on the door. And about Three to four months later, they ended up bringing me on as a coach and a commission-only salesperson. And I got to see the people that I admired most in this industry. And some of them uh, absolutely aligned with their message and some of them did not. And in the beginning, Christopher, it broke my heart because I idolized them. I kind of put them on a pedestal and I realized, wow, this person is very different behind the scenes than they are on stage. And as I honed my skills and became really, really passionate about helping people, I just made an unconscious decision early on that I wanted to be who I presented myself to be. And um, from there, just became a student and, uh, you know, really committed to mastering skill sets from coaching to speaking to eventually marketing and, and building the business. And it's so amazing to be able to help coaches. I love what you're doing because as a coach, there's only so many people that I feel that we personally can help say one-on-one. Right. But when we help coaches, it creates a ripple effect. If we help a coach get overcome their fears, get their message out there, gain the skills to really facilitate deep transformation, we have this impact that could be far greater than just you or I personally could have. How do you feel about? I'm sorry, you could you can jump in here anytime. No, go, it's a, go, go. You're very, I can tell. I like when you're interested like this. <laughs> you're like leaned in. You're ready to go. Let me just say that on behalf of the coaching show, we're interested in every one of our guests. <laughs> <laughs> There's never been a dull moment. Uh, okay, so sorry, you got me. What? Um, do you want to go? I got so I'm. I have something that is I find really unique about both of you. Because you both actually fit in that same thing. You know, when, when I look, when I met you, Peter, almost five years, it's, I mean, maybe four, four years yeah, ago. Yeah, four years ago. Um, through one of my best friends who I've known since I was a kid. So he introduced me to someone and I'm going to trust who he introduced me to. But then I learned a little about it and I had the same thought. Ah, oh, so there's like another guy right. who isn't trained like technically as a coach and he's going to teach coaches and it's just going to be the sales thing and it's, it's, just not in integrity with what I believe coaching is. And then I got to know you and I was like, you know, and the thing I shared with Christopher earlier is your model might be slightly different from how Christopher teaches people how to coach, but you actually really care. And that was the thing that I learned about you over the last four years is you care so genuinely about people succeeding, whether it be the coaches that work with you or the people that they work with, that it doesn't really matter what the thing is. What matters is where your heart is. And that's the intention. And the thing is, I was listening to you guys is the same thing for you, Christopher, is, you know, you started a coaching program, right? I could, we can say that 
we're skeptical about those too. Right. How many? Right. There's like 200 and what? 300, I think, or more. In the now. world or in the United in States? The US alone. And you and I, and, and Peter, you've met coaches who you're like, wait, you, you've already been trained? Like, it seems like you paid money and got nothing or what happened. Or and what, that, what were you like before? Yeah. yeah. And that's not always on the program, right? Sometimes people don't participate. They don't do the program. But I think that sometimes people, I'm sure people have that thought of, oh, this guy, here's another guy who started a coaching program to swindle people out of money. And the thing about you, Christopher, also is you like genuinely care. You actually care about every single person that goes through that program. And the weird thing is you care about us after too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell you, Alex. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just playing. Thank you for that kindness. And yeah. One thing I just want to add to that, Alex, that's beautiful. And I totally agree. And I, th I think that there's a blessing and there's a curse to our industry in coaching. And the blessing is that there's no barriers to entry. You know, anyone who feels passionate about changing somebody's life can become a coach. Or who has failed at a different job. Or who has failed at a different <laughs> job. So that's that's a blessing, but that's also the curse, isn't it? Because if there's no barriers to entry, then anyone, including the people without the skills, can say that they are a coach. And if they study marketing, they can position themselves in a way which is incongruent with their actual skill set. I feel like... Personally, there's going to be a really big shakeup in this industry in the next couple of years, and I think it's a good thing. I right, think that's yeah, many that's coaches that are marketing out there are going to go out of business or are going to struggle because they're over-promising and they're under-delivering. And in today's age, there's it's only a matter of time. There's no place to hide today. So if you make a promise that you can't fulfill on, then the world's going to find out you know, through Facebook or through Yelp. And so I think that coaches, Christopher, like you and Alex – you get to grow this mission of yours. And although a lot of people think that this market is becoming saturated, I think the ones that are really in alignment and committed to delivering real value are going to grow and just, you know, build something far bigger than, than what was possible years ago. So let's talk about, let's give our, our listeners some value here for their coaching world. But what's the number one thing that most coaches are doing wrong? If you could wave your magic wand and, and change one of the aspects of coaches, and I'm assuming it's going to be in terms of marketing or their business, what would it be? It's shifting the mindset where, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like this thought, but it's, it's what I've experienced is true. And that is, it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are, if no one knows that you exist. And although I think it's incredibly important, Christopher, to, to commit to mastering your skill set and get certified and get trained, there's so many coaches out there that don't know how to uh, strategically share a message and how to showcase the results that their clients are getting. Um, one of the decisions I made very early on because of a mentor that I worked with was to become a student of marketing and sales and systems. And I didn't get into coaching for that reason at all. I got into coaching to help people, right? I wanted to transform lives. And I found that my first few months, I, I wasn't I wasn't being seen by the market and I, I just felt like the world's best kept secret. I think there's a lot of coaches out there that are incredible at what they do, but they feel invisible. And so <clears throat> in addition to, you know, honing your skills as a coach, you've got to become a student of marketing in the beginning. You know, you got to do that stuff yourself too. This is a big challenge is that ideally we, you know, delegate it to somebody else. We hire somebody to build our funnels and to drive traffic and that's beautiful. And there's a time and place to do that. But when you're starting and you don't know how to cover your mortgage payment yet, you kind of have to do those things yourself. And so I think that if there's one thing I want the listener to take away, if you're just starting your journey, it's committing to becoming a student of those things and, um, and really being okay with not getting things perfect. Uh, perfection is a big thing that stops a lot of coaches. And we have a philosophy um, in our program where it says done is better than perfect. You know, uh, I would imagine that your, both of your podcasts, the episodes that you do now, the interviews that you do now are exponentially better than when you first started. But you had to start, right? And a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm not as good as Alex or I'm not as good as Christopher yet, so I'm just going to continue to practice and then one day, someday, maybe I'll get started. So I think that was a lot to give you there, Christopher. So I think the b bottom line is really, um, of course, honing your skills as a coach, but really studying marketing and sales and doing it in an integrous way where you're not over-promising, you're actually over-delivering, you're under-promising, and, and you're really celebrating the growth and the results your clients are getting because that becomes your marketing.
I've been, um, it's great that you say that I've, so I'm in, I'm, this is, I'm hitting almost the end of my fourth full year as a full-time coach, which is really exciting, right? To go into your fifth year, most businesses don't last this long and this year more than anything. And it wasn't a conscious choice. I've found myself more immersed in Seth Godin than almost any other author, like his podcast, his books, like his blog, everything he's putting out. And as I'm listening to you talk, that's what he's all about. And Seth Godin does this brilliant thing of mixing personal growth and marketing. But it's it's all about like really like bringing out who you really are and what your message is. And it's very he's all about authenticity and and uh, I want to say like taking the layers down, but really revealing yourself. And that's how um, that's how we create new and unique things in the market. And that's how we stand out. Um, but it's reminding me a lot of that. And I'm, I'm it's it's timely that I think I've gotten here like in this way, like I didn't force it. Like I have to do this up front, yes. but at the same time I've been doing it all along. Like I did the basics and now I'm here and I'm looking at the marketing and now it's like, how do I grow to even that next level? Well, let's talk about what coaches do in marketing. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm conscious that a lot of people cater to brand new coaches, right? And so we'll, we can do that too. But I'd also like to hear about your experience. If, if you have any with seasoned coaches or, you know, coaches sort of coming back or trying to come up with something new. I know that Alex and uh, other people we know are trying to develop online content and like that. Let's let's start with the basic coach 101. What are the events the when you talk about marketing, what's actually useful to do out in the world? Do I I know that there are a lot of coaches and a lot of networking events right now that are basically in a room full of starving people trying trying to get food. Yes. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> what a metaphor to share because it's so true. Um, one of the things that I found and I see a lot of coaches doing is that they uh, they think, okay, the best place for me to share my message is social media. Why? Because it's free. And that's a, a term we call organic marketing, which is smart. And you got to start there. And that's a great place to share a podcast. It's a great place to create content. But at the end of the day, we don't own our social media channels, right? Um, Facebook could change you know, people could leave Facebook, they could take it from a free, which I don't think they'll do to a paid membership and, and you have no control over that. So I think the most important thing to start with is to start building an audience that you own in a way. And I don't say that in a derogatory way. I just mean that growing your email list, building your audience to where you can personally share a message with them and doing it through things like building an online funnel and creating a webinar and driving traffic. And, and those are terms that a lot of people throw out, but it's getting really, really clear on, okay, first, who, spe who specifically do you help? Who exactly is your niche? And niche is a term that a lot of people are saying it's so important. And I agree because, you know, if you try to help everyone with everything, no one will listen. And I did that the first couple of years of my, of my business. Um, and the clearer I got on who my client was and the specific problem they were struggling with and the result that they wanted, my messaging and my marketing really started to dial in. And so what I decided to do was start building this community of people that have similar problems and are moving towards similar goals. And I started to teach content that I knew would help them take their next step. Um, no matter where they were at on the journey. And that may mean that some people weren't resonating with my message. And I think it's important for the coach listening to this to be okay with that. Because if you try to be everything to everyone, you're going to share a vanilla message and no one's going to listen. Um, and so building those funnels for us, we, you know, I can get really specific and technical, Christopher, if you want me to. Um, we've got a couple specific funnels that we use to grow our business and it's worked really effectively. Would it be valuable to share those? I think it would, but if you don't mind, let me drill down a little bit. So, so I asked you specifically about, uh, these marketing networking groups yes. that a lot of people are attending. And now I think, uh, you may have something for us, Alex, about this too. Is this a good thing or a bad thing to do as a coach? So I, I started when I was in New York at, at a networking group. Um, and I, I still have clients from that group. So like um, BNI, those sort of chapter yeah, yeah. things and not I, just going around to like no, the no, local no. chamber I, mixer. Yeah. I've done some of the like walk around, right, hand out your cards at those kind of mixer things. And I've never really, you know, I'm, maybe I meet someone, but it's, it's, it's not effective. There's no, I think what's missing is you don't get to build relationships in those quick passing through conversations. Um, I've done really well at BNI. I don't, and then there's a lot of things that are like BNI, right? It doesn't have to be that one, but 
you know, I would say this year B and I put a quarter of my income, um, my, and, and I don't just mean from the people in the chapter, but the referrals outside, but it's through connecting. I think bigger than that though, is every week you have to come in and share a message and every week uh, you get to practice and figure out, wait, did this land, did this land? Or what I've actually started taking on is instead of trying to share a message, message, um, how do I provide value to the group every week? Even if I only have one minute, how do I give one minute of value so they're like, man, I'm glad Alex is in this group, and when he's not here, where is he? Thanks. Um, what? A, okay. <clears throat> I want to take issue with the niche thing, too. You yes. brought up a niche. Yeah. I love what you said. It's actually an educational point, I think. Uh, I love what you said, which is you don't want to be vanilla, right? Who do you work with? Everybody. Well, that, I can't think of anybody. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you say, what I see is coaches will come up with a niche. You know, I work with left-handed people who love quilting. Great. I don't know those people. <laughs> and then the coach stops or is actually strangled by his or her or their own um, niche. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes, I do. A niche is a marketing decision. If your niche of left-handed quilting isn't working out, create another and another and another, right? I work with artists. I work with people who love technology. I work with uh, people in the making, maker uh, movement, right? Underwater basket <laughs> weaving, right? Any of those. Well, here's a great point, Christopher. I totally agree because I think there's a distinction between marketing with your niche and and coaching. Um, with coaching, you can help a variety of people. You know, doesn't matter what industry or uh, it does depending on the the, the uh, type of coaching that you do. But let's just say that you can help a variety of people. When it comes to marketing, though, you want to be really specific. And I'll give you a metaphor. You know, imagine that we're standing here in Pacific Beach and we go over to the beach and I give you a net and I say, I want you to cast this net out into the water to catch as many fish as possible. Okay. And what what most people think is they think, okay, I'm going to cast that net as wide as possible to take up as much surface space. Now, what happens to the holes of the net? Do they get bigger or smaller when you do that? Bigger. So what happens to the fish? They swim through the holes, right? And and again, I don't you know, try to call our clients fish. I'm not, not doing that to be disrespectful, but yeah, we're not it's, trying to kill the ocean. It's, yeah. it's a great metaphor because that's what many coaches do with their marketing is they cast us wide net and try to be on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all these things instead of being very targeted in their marketing. And when you are targeted, you may not take as much space, but you're actually going to resonate with your audience. Now that's when it comes to marketing, when it comes to coaching, be open and be flexible. You know, you may go to a BNI event, a Toastmasters event, a San Diego coaches event, whatever it is, and you may find that there's people in different industries or ages or demographics that you can help all of them. Be aware of the environment that you're in, right? So when I'm in a group full of CEOs and executives, I'll say that I help, you know, executives with this and there's a certain sales training that I do and 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 uh, events that I lead for those people. I'm going to talk about that more than I'm going to talk about helping coaches go from zero to six figures, right? So it's important to be aware of the environment, be specific in your marketing, but be open and flexible in your coaching. How do you feel about telling someone that they're not the right fit? Like that they, you know, they want to work with you. They're interested in, they're actually not the right person for you. Yeah. This was really hard for me, Alex, for a long time. Um, I actually feel really comfortable with doing it now. Um, whenever I talk with a prospective client, I, instead of going into, you know, a full hour long discovery call or a strategy session, I typically start with about a 10, 15 minute kind of brainstorm call just to work out if or how I can help them. And the reason why that's so important is because I believe that the wrong client is, is worse than no client at all. And so in that 10 to 15 minutes, I'm able to really uncover, does this person have a problem I can solve? Or are they committed enough to do the work required to build a coaching business? Um, what I will typically say, the language that I use is less about you're not a fit for this and more about, I feel at this point, you won't get the full value from our coaching. So I, I you know, I would recommend considering this person or this program instead. And I, you know, of all the people that I talk to, probably only 10 to 20% of them, I actually end up getting into the point of actually inviting them to become a client or making an offer. 
Um, and I think it's really important to do that because if you take on the wrong client and the expectations aren't on the same page between you and your client, they're going to be frustrated. They may not take the action necessary and then it's going to actually hurt your business because then it erodes the confidence of a coach. I know I had some clients that I maybe took on early on from a place of financial scarcity and I knew in my heart they weren't a fit, but either my ego said, well, you know what? You're a great coach and you can find a way to do this. And I've, I've made that mistake before. Um, but doing that uh, was a disservice to them and, and, and other clients. So I feel very comfortable saying, you know, who's not a fit now. Let's talk about your, um, your offerings because people can work with you in a few ways. First of all, is the place to start the book, The Fearless Mindset? That's or? a great place to start. Yeah, that book is available on Amazon. So if you just search Fearless Mindset, that's a great place to start. That's written before I really started niching with coaches though, Christopher. So this is more around, you know, actionable strategies and uh, mindset shifts for any sort of business owner, you know, who needs to conquer fear, who wants a breakthrough. And I took a holistic approach here, but that is a great place to start. Okay. Also available on your website, which is Design a Fearless Life. Dot com design a fearless life.com or you can go to was it Amazon I'm not familiar. yeah Amazon you can go there okay. <laughs> it's a little um, small website called Amazon <laughs> the uh, now you've got a couple of things a couple of offerings so obviously you work with people one-on-one -on -one so that we can get our our enrollment strategies and our messaging and everything tight uh, is that what is that what you've uh, engaged with Peter for no we have, Peter and I haven't worked together he's oh, okay. Peter's been on the dream Mason podcast twice right um and been a phenomenal guest, but just, we've had great conversations. Um, but I happen to know people that have hired him just coincidentally that I've seen like over social media, people talking about how they're working with him and they're getting results. And I've seen, and I've seen some of the things I've actually got to, I want to say edit or give feedback to some of the, the tools or the things that you've done with people and like, see the kind of in process work. Um, and it's stuff that I think I'm like, man, I, I need one of those. <laughs> I got to go, call Peter and interview him a few thousand times. Right. Okay. Uh, so tell me about the fearless life experience. It's also, you can find out more by going to design a fearless life.com. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, fearless life experience is a three day retreat that we do. And I've found that one of the greatest ways that I've broken through my fears was through adventures and experiences. Um, less about reading it in a book, although I'd love for you to read my book, and more about going out there and facing your fears head on. So, you know, we do a three-day retreat where we go surfing, hang gliding, even great white shark diving. We actually took a group of executives great white shark diving last year in Guadalupe Island off the coast of Mexico. And just imagine for a moment, you come face to face with a great white shark and then you go back into your business and that fear of failure becomes a lot less significant, right? So you're like, um, what do you got? Yeah. So, I, so we, I went karaokeing like two weeks ago, and that was scary. my great white. <laughs> that was my. I used to say, if I when I go karaokeing, that's the holy grail of my transformation. But it was a. I'm so tired of this fear. This is silly. I'm going to do it, and it was, you know. But it was that. It was that experience, yeah, right? Yeah, that's scarier for me, for sure, than the Great White Shark Diving. <laughs> um, so that's one way that we do that. We have a program called Fearless Coach Academy, and that's where we really help coaches go from zero or a few thousand a month to their first six figures. Um, it, it used to be one-on-one -on -one coaching only. I found that I hit a ceiling there with about 18 clients where the only way for me to grow is by lo working longer hours. And I built that into a group program, and it's become even more valuable, which was a big resistance of mine. I thought, how could somebody get as much value in a group program as they could in one-on-one? -on -one? But then there's the power of association with peers. So, um, yeah, that's one of the programs. We're about to take a break, but I'm, when we come back, I want to talk about groups because I know that a lot of coaches want to do groups. Absolutely. They jump into groups. And I, 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 my personal thing is it's too soon. It's too soon. Go work with some people first. Uh, Peter Scott, the fourth, is our guest today. You're listening to The Coaching Show right here on Accomplishment Media or wherever fine podcasts are available. You can find out more about Peter and his work by going to designafearlesslife.com. That's design afearlesslife.com. Uh, we're also joined in studio by Alex Terranova, our frequent in-studio guest co-host. You can find out more about him by going to The Dream Mason. That's thedreammason.com. I'm Christopher McAuliffe, master certified coach. Uh, delighted to be your host. And I'm. Uh, we're going to take a break here. We'll be back in two minutes. Stay with us. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 
Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. I just love her voice. Oh, my uh, gosh. That was adorable. Yeah, right. Uh, this is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. I'm delighted to be the host of today's show and every week uh, right here on Accomplishment Media or wherever fine podcasts are available. The Coaching Show, uh, bringing to you people out on the cutting edge, doing something interesting in coaching or just people you need to know about. And we have such a person for you today. Peter Scott IV is author of The Fearless Mindset. He's also the founder of The Fearless Coach Academy, uh, and we, we were just learning about the fearless life experience that he guides people through. He's an extraordinary man, a coach in his own right, but also uh, guides coaches to their first six-figure uh, uh, goal, I guess. Um, one of the things, uh, sorry, I should also <laughs> tell you that Alex Terranova is here. I'm here. I, yeah. I'm here. Hi. <laughs> Where you been? Uh, Alex is a, uh, an extraordinary coach in his own right. Uh, just completed his fourth year of full-time professional coaching. You can find out more about Alex by going to thedreammason.com. That's thedreammason.com, where he's host of his own very extraordinary podcast. Now, Alex, you have a book coming out. When is that and what is it? By the end of September. So I don't have an exact date, but it will be by the last day of September. Um, it's called Fictional Authenticity. So it's really about taking a look at how our lives were designed by, you know, all our early stories and, and the media and all the things we consumed. And we didn't actually really consciously create who we wanted to be as adults. We kind of like pieced it together as kids. And then all of a sudden we find we're 30, 40 years old and we go, oh, oh crap, like, Am I, who, as, am I even am this I? person? And this is, this was really for me discovered, obviously, through doing accomplishment coaching and doing the work on myself going, wow, I created a life that was built on, I want to be like Zach from Saved by the Bell. And I wanted to be like, you know, I wanted the toughness of like the mafia char characters when I found out I had an Italian in my background. And <laughs> all of a sudden I went, oh my God, I think I'm living this authentic life and it's completely fictionalized. Uh, so I really get to like, that I, it's a it's a very basic like let's walk you through how to deconstruct that story and then start creating something new. Oh, uh, I noticed I would be terrified because what if my whole life is a lie? <laughs> uh, what do you come out with? What do you come out with? Come out of reading the book. Like, do I oh, just question so, everything, or then yeah, I get to build something? So, I mean, in the process. So, the book, I, the way I wrote it is, I get to share my journey with you. So, it's written as um, each chapter you learn through my experience of what that chapter is about. So there's fear stories in there. So you learn about my fear stories and how I deconstructed them and what they, those fear stories that were built as a child, like had me create as an adult. That makes no sense when you look at it from an adult perspective. And then I create practices and activities in those chapters for people to take on those things for themselves. That's what I want. So they can actually do the work. Okay. So I can get past, I can identify my fictional authenticity. Yeah. And also I've, my jumbo shrimp, my I've, military I, intelligence. Sorry. I've also, I mean, I've really written, wrote the book from the perspective for people who are actually unwilling to hire a coach, go to therapy or do a program to kind of give like, Hey, this is a safe step in from a guy who's got a shaved head and tattoos and is just a, a regular human being. Um, and it's safe. It's safe. Take it like you can do this. And then my, my goal would be that somebody would read it and go, oh, my God, I'm going to hire a coach. I'm going to go see a therapist. I'm going to sign up for accomplishment coaching because now I'm, you know, I need I took the baby step I need to take to give me the confidence to take that next step. Well, that's uh, thanks for letting us know about that. And thanks so much for providing that. I hear it as an opportunity for people to sort of 
introduce themselves to deep work or if we've done deep work before, we can sort of take another pass at it and, and look through this different lens that you're providing. We should also point to that, uh, speaking of transformational journeys, Peter Scott the fourth uh, was an investment banker and has now, you know, made the complete transition to a fearless entrepreneur who's supporting fearlessness in others. Just before the break, we were talking about the fearless life experience, this three day journey where you take a group of people through uh, some extraordinary experiences to really distinguish their fear and help them get past it. Uh, on the website, I noticed that there's this gorgeous mansion on the beach. Is that just where you spend your days, where you wake up every morning? I'd love to say that's my home right now, yeah. but uh, we actually use that as the retreat house for the the uh, the Fearless Life experience. So, so we, it's not a bait and switch. I actually get not, to go to that house. You actually get to be there and stay there. And nice. so it's a beautiful oceanfront villa in Del Mar overlooking the ocean, walking distance to the beach. And I found that my first few events, Christopher, I didn't start there, right? I was using a community room in sure, a yeah. condo complex that I lived in. But as I built that, I found that it, it actually really interesting story. There was a moment where I had the room secured for my event. It fell through three weeks before my event. And I had a choice to make. Do I, you know, let my fear stop me and find a really cheap room somewhere in a, in a affordable right. hotel? Or do I level up and create this experience that I knew I wanted to provide? And I didn't have the you know money to do that. But I, I found a way to dig deep and rent this home. And it took the experience and it just leveled it up so significantly because when you're in the environment, you become the environment, right? And when you're in an abundant environment, you think differently. You, uh, you know, your frequency, your your energy changes, and the bonds uh, and the relationships that were created through three to four days of staying in a home like that were magnificent. So it's it's stunning, uh, but that's different than the Fearless Coach Academy. I think yes. just before the break, we were lo looking at the Fearless Coach Academy. Who's this for? This is for a coach who uh, is just starting out. Maybe they, they haven't launched their coaching business yet or they're making a few thousand dollars a month and they haven't cracked the code to, to really build that six-figure, multi-six-figure coaching business. It's somebody who has skills in helping people um, and they want to learn how to create a bigger impact, to make the impact and earn the income that they really desire. So I teach a lot around the psychology of building an effective and, and, and a very powerful coaching business, but also the strategies from you know attracting qualified leads online to enrolling clients to delivering coaching in a one-on-one -on -one way first but eventually a one-to-many leverage way i think one thing that you mentioned uh before the last break was how you feel people should should they should start with one-on-one -on -one coaching and then move to group and christopher i totally agree with that um i encourage all clients to start with one-on-one -on -one because that's a great place where you can really hone your skills and you can see the results that your clients get. Many coaches, when they start, they don't have confidence yet, right? And I, me included. And I found that I remember the first client I ever had, it was a guy named Steve and I was charging 500 bucks a month. And that felt like a ton of money to me at the time. Yeah. And within the first 30 days, I'll never forget. He says, Peter, please don't raise my rates, but you should be charging way more than 500 bucks <laughs> right. a month. And I was blown away by that comment. And the next client, I ended up doubling prices and we did $1,000 a month. And so I believe that with each act of courage, we gain a point of confidence. And so, you know, if anyone is listening to this, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned coach and you still feel like you don't have the confidence, confidence is a result. It's not a requirement. You know, confidence comes from doing the thing that scares you. Um, and so that's who who that program is for. Um, and, and once you hone in your craft of the one-on-one, -on -one, you'll discover very quickly uh, that there's patterns in your coaching. And for me, my first three years, I was just doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I found that a lot of those calls, although they were unique, uh, there were similarities. Thematic, right? Exactly. And so I, I unpacked my process and my system and I put it into a group model just with the intention to help more people. And when when is a good time for people? I know this is a, a blog post for, on your uh, yes. website. Uh, uh, once again, designafearlesslife.com. What's, uh, what's the right timing, do you think? I would say the best timing to go from one-on-one -on -one to group is when you feel like, number one, your one-on-one -on -one program is full in a place where you've got, let's say, 10 one-on-one -on -one clients. I feel like if you've got 10 clients and you've been serving them for six to 12 months, that's a great place to start thinking about how can I leverage my time? How can I help even more people? And um, again, it took me three years to do that. Had I known how to do it, I would have probably done it sooner. Uh, I was at a point where I had about 18 one-on-one -on -one clients and I had hit a ceiling. I was kind of beginning to burn out. And so 
that would be a great place to do it. And you've got to figure out how to do it. There's there's a there's group programs out there that that deliver tons of value and there's ones that that do not deliver at all. And so there's there's a very strategic process for doing that. Um, one of the things that I did was I took all the content that I teach, all the strategies, and I call it unpacking my IP. I learned this from a mentor of mine named Taki, where you take the knowledge and the experience that you have and you unpack it from your mind and you package it into video modules. Alex, we were talking about you doing this with yeah. your course. And that way you can teach the content week by week and they have a curriculum that they go through. And then you can provide them support and accountability and coaching through a weekly call. And that weekly call could be a group call. You know, we'll have 12 to 16 of our clients come on a group call once a week with us. And that's often been even more valuable than my one-on-one because then they get to see me coach others right. and someone's going to ask a question on that call that they didn't even know they needed to ask. So uh, I'm a big fan of group coaching when, the, you know, when you've filled your one-on-one. I want to get you in here, but I want to also find out, is there a limit to the number of people in a group? Is there a good number? Like is eight right and 12 is too many or is 37 wrong? And it depends on the dynamic of your coaching, right? When you're teaching a lot of strategy, which I am in helping coaches grow their coaching business, I think there's less of a limit. If you're doing therapeutic breakthrough coaching, you know, and you're releasing, you know, uh, trauma from significant emotional events, oftentimes you have to go deeper with some of those clients, right? So I think that there's a smaller group. For me, I have found that, you know, 20 is a good number. That's a kind of a ceiling for me on on uh, where each of the clients get support on that call. Uh, there's other types, of, you know, I'm in a program where there's a hundred people on a call. Now we, uh, of course, don't get all uh, an opportunity to ask questions. Um, and so that's a different type. That's more of a webinar than it is a coaching call, but I'd say 20 would be a good ceiling. I, I, I would agree. I love the when we're when we're teaching something, I think that number can exponentially Absolutely. go up. And like when I do groups, so I've I've done a handful of groups since I've started and I've had the experience of the ones that crash and burn where you know somebody is toxic and just, you know, is infects the whole group. And that unfortunately or fortunately happened when I was just starting out. So yep. I got to learn some we had to learn some great lessons, right, early on. But at the time, it was hard to be with. Um, and then I've had some groups. Like I have a group now that is just phenomenal. And I I kind of do a little of both. Like I, depending on how I build the group and who's in it, I'll create a curriculum. Because then at least I have an idea of like, hey, where are we going each yes. week? And it's also something to bring people in as like, hey, this is what this group is going to be about versus just this openness. Um and if I'm going to do, like you said, I kind of think that deep dive coaching, then I don't like more than six or eight. I think it, it can get messy in there when you get into people's you know, patterns and behaviors and, and habits, uh, if, especially if you're by yourself and you're a new, if you're a new coach, especially. I want to uh, take advantage of your presence here to ask you a question about me. Yes. So I, uh, I have good news because I just got selected to speak at the European Mentor Co- Mentors Coaches Conference next year in Paris, Congratulations. which is exciting because I'm not a speaker. It's not one of my things that I, I love to do because I hate uh, feedback. So the, <laughs> the thing that... Um, that I'm looking at is here's an opportunity for a very new, you know, I'm not a European famous speaker, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go and speak to European coaches. And what's the marketing opportunity for me? What's the, where's the, what should I be putting my mind on at this point in my career in terms of converting, getting something out of that, that both serves people, but also uh, sur- supports my yeah. business? I, it definitely depends on the agreement you have with the with the organ or with the uh, with the event. Um, what I have found is that for me, I, I love over delivering value, and so I often, whether it's a podcast interview that I do or uh, an event that I speak at, will give something for free that's very tangible and something that they can actually implement to get real results in their life or in their business. And so I always think about, and I begin with the end in mind, what's the what's the one thing I could provide that helps them take that first step? And that first step opens up the possibility of a future relationship with that audience. Um, I typically will share personal stories because those are what are remembered the most, right? We don't often remember what people say. We remember how they made us feel. Um, and also actionable strategies that they can sit in that audience and go, okay, I can go apply this in my life or in my business immediately. Um, that's how I think about doing that. If you have an opportunity, Christopher, to, to make an offer, you know, 
take that that opportunity because what you're doing is super valuable to coaches. So I, I would just get clear on that first. But I typically will have, you know, a term we use in marketing is lead magnet, right? Something we give away for free in exchange for some of these contact information. And that allows us to start building the relationship. I think so many coaches are making the mistake of you know, making offer after offer, buy my stuff, you know, pay for this in the early stages of their relationship. And you lose trust and you lose rapport with your audience. So our process is to give in public and to ask in private. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, I recommend writing that down, give in public, give value, give strategies, give your stuff away for free. And then once you've built that relationship and that trust is established, then you can ask them to take the next step, whether it's buying an online course or, or joining one of your programs. Also useful advice for Tinder, by the way. Um, <laughs> yes, totally. Marketing and dating are very similar. <laughs> I've, I've, I want to go back really quick because I think we didn't. We what you just said, we didn't do. What would be the best way that like coaches that are on here that are like, wait, I want to create groups. I have ten clients. I have twelve, and it's the problem that I've had the biggest challenge with. Also, is like, how do I get now all these people into one place at the same time? Like, do I just set a date and go, this is when it's starting? And then I go chase the people. What's the like how to create that? Group? Yeah. So you, I'm a big believer in creating the group in an, a way that's evergreen, meaning that there's no start date, right? Uh, there's people that launch programs where, okay, we're starting on June 1st or we're starting on August 1st and that's fine. But what happens for the next three to six months if there's people that want to work with you and you're not taking on new clients? So what I have found is that I will share an invitation and an email to my list or a post on social media saying that I'm, you know, a spot's available in our pilot program or in our case study program. And if you're interested, reply back, you know, with the word yes, and I'll send all the details. And I send them that details and I get into that conversation. And I've set up the program in a way to where they can start at any stage. So on our coaching calls, we've got people that have started with us this week and people that have been with us for six to 12 months. And building that has allowed us to help way more people and also obviously grow from an income perspective in our business. Um, so the reason, the way I've been able to do that, Alex, is through creating the video modules, is through having the structured curriculum of knowing that here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. And even though somebody may be on step 12 and another person on step one, they both can benefit from each other on the calls. Does that give you? Yeah. So I basically say, hey, we're launching a, a case study program. Um, here's who it's for. I define exactly who it's for. Uh, I I define the the problem that we solve or the result that that we we can help provide, and then I simply invite them to reply back or to comment below if they're interested, and I'll send them the details. So that's a much softer approach that I recommend than hey, click this link to go to a sales page and buy now, because then it's more personal. We are in such an age of automation today, which is a blessing, but also we're tired of Facebook Messenger bots and we're tired of this stuff. We want to connect with the person we're actually working with. And so I've done that. And another little ninja secret is in the beginning, you're going to have to do these messages yourself if you don't have team. But once you understand the templates of the messages, then you can hire a virtual assistant who can message on your behalf. And that's what I've done is where I've got a VA in the Philippines who has those conversations for me, warms them up to the point to where they're ready to have a call and we're ready to see if they're a fit. Was that helpful? Yeah, no, I think okay. it's interesting that, I mean, I'm definitely more curious, like having someone in 12 months in or 12 weeks in and person showing up, you know, week one. Yes. But I love that you didn't let the circumstance stop you, right? Because that's, I have the experience of, hey, we're starting a program. Right. I don't have, I want to have six, eight people in it. I get four. And now I'm like, do I start with four? Do I ask them to push back? Do like, and all of a sudden I'm like, now I'm actually at the effect of all the circumstances versus the thing that I said I would do. Oh, and I have an opinion that I have to share, which is stop time limiting your group work. People do like, here's a six month group. We're going to work for six months. And then it's like, well, you're giving yourself a whole other sales job that starts in about four months. <laughs> yes, right? that's exactly. One thing I, I say, Christopher, I say that this is a three year program and uh, it's only a 12 month commitment though. And the reason is because I want this to be experienced as a profitable addiction. I want this to be so valuable to you that you never want to leave. Right. However, I want to prove ourselves and show that we can really deliver on what we're promising. So the commitment's only 12 months, but the expectation is that you get so much value that you you stay in the program. Beautiful. Hey, our time has flown to, flown by. It's delightful to be with you. You're a solid guy, and I'm delighted to meet you. Um, let's, uh, let's give you the last two minutes of our time together. Uh, 
what's a parting thought or a parting shot you'd like to have our thousands of listeners here what's something you'd like to give all coaches today as a sort of parting thought thank you chris and thank you alex and chris for having me on here this has been awesome um here's what i would leave you with uh, i believe that everything that you desire in life whether it's impacting more lives or making more money or deepening your love relationship or you know getting the best health and fitness whatever that is um is on the other side of your fear and since fear is the only thing that's stopping you or slowing you down the only way to truly overcome that is to do the very thing that scares you and so i want you to take one thing that you heard in this interview and instead of listening to this for inspiration apply what you've learned and go execute and implement on just one thing even if it's scary even if it's not perfect um Fear is the only thing that gets smaller the more you run towards it. And so I invite you to, to run towards that thing that you're afraid of and you'll be blown away 30 days from now, 90 days from now, six months from now at how much you created. Beautiful. The only thing that gets smaller as you run Karaoke towards it. Karaoke wasn't that scary. <laughs> Once I got up there, you know, it was yeah. like, oh, kind of look like an idiot. I'm sweating a lot, but like, I'm alive. Try karaoke. Yes. During a Sharknado. <laughs> there we go. Karaoke in a shark cave. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thanks, Peter. Like, go take action. Like, go take action around something you heard today versus like, wow, that was great. I learned so much. Okay. Now what? Thank you so much, gentlemen. Uh, Peter Scott the Fourth. You can find the book anywhere fine books are sold, but you know, check out Amazon. The Fearless Mindset, The Entrepreneur's Guide. You can also uh, find out more about all of his work at designafearlesslife.com. And if I were you, I'd come see that beautiful home in Del Mar at the Fearless mm -hmm. Life Experience. It's three days that could change your life. Or check out the Fearless Coach Academy. Uh, Alex? As always, a delight. Uh, you can find out more about Alex and, and his podcast and his life by going to thedreammason.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work you're doing in the world. Thank you. It's been great being with you.